Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. As always, I'm joined by Sam. Hello. Hello. Hi. So uh, we're into like the final couple of weeks of the regular season and, um, well, there's still a lot going on, a lot to contend for. Yeah, there is. Um, we've left it, what, like just over a month. We did a, partly because, yeah, it was the dog days, wasn't it? All the way off to the trade deadline, everyone was all giddy about yeah. that. That was lots of fun. And then it's just been like, well, it's actually been better than the usual grind, hasn't it? Cause, yeah, maybe maybe partly because the team we support, I reckon, for us. Well, I think partly that. I It feels like there's more on the line than there has been, as in more teams yeah. involved. There's like... There's a lot of combinations still of wildcard games in both leagues. It's not like, you know, three teams potentially could be in it um, on both sides or anything like that. Um, although saying that there's only really one division race alive, isn't there? Yeah, although it's quite a division race. It's like yeah. the, probably, I mean, based on record, it'll be whoever wins that division will probably be the World Series favourites going into the postseason. Um yeah. And the, it's where the wildcard game is both unbelievably dramatic and feels just like yeah. <laughs> horrible, kind of like anti-sport in that you have this. They're going to be the best two teams. I'm just checking over the other win total. They are, aren't they? Almost certainly going to be the top two records in the whole yeah, of baseball. But... And one of them's going to have a one-off game. I mean, they almost certainly they both can have over 100 wins as well, aren't they? Maybe quite uh, over 100 wins. It's the, the Dodgers and the Giants. Yeah, well, I mean, if one of them doesn't have 100 wins, they're not going to win the division. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants are on 95 but, already. But um, either way, it's like, it seems like there's almost certainly going to be a 101 team, 100 win team in the wildcard game. Um, which I don't, I mean, I don't know much about, like, I guess it's fairly recent history, the wildcard game, but I don't know if that's happened before or what, but... Um, I can't remember it happening in like last few years, at least like anything close to that. We've had some where it's, I I would, I would be surprised if it has. But um, there's definitely been some like high nineties teams, hasn't yeah. there? Yeah. There's definitely been this been sort a... of division race before. Yeah, and then and then the loser in the division race gets like guaranteed the first wild card spot. Um, but it just both teams have been quite this good though. Usually you don't get. Most seasons, you won't have any team in, in the whole league being that good. Um, as good well, as those yeah, I mean, been. the Dodgers have 16 games to play and they're on 93 wins. Yeah, and they're in second place. Well, they're two and a half games back in second place as well. It's not like neck and neck at the moment. Um, it's amazing. It's genuinely historic. Um, the Giants are doing stuff that they've not done in like a long time they've won three world series since they were anywhere near this good i think while well, they clinched uh postseason birth two days ago is it now and the dodgers, clinched, the dodgers yesterday, clinched last night yeah it's time of recording i mean people probably listening to this a little bit later than that but um i yeah, think this it's is the earliest this is yeah wednesday, wednesday. UK time. um i think it's the earliest the giants had ever clinched the postseason in franchise history. Um, yeah. And yeah, it really is quite an outrageous season they're having, considering where they were and where everyone expects them to be. I mean, even like optimistic Giants fans like us, we were like, 
yeah, they'll probably they'll be third. Maybe maybe they could sneak into the second wild card with either the Padres or the Dodgers. Like if you're being really optimistic. Well, partly because I just thought the Rockies and Diamondbacks would suck so much, which they have. Um, yeah. I thought that the Giants might be able to beat those guys up enough that they could, yeah, win yeah. enough games to be ahead of the other divisions that were a bit deeper talent-wise. Yeah, but they've actually. I mean, well, they've just they've been bad in the Dodgers marginally, but um, yeah, I mean, well, they although they they went behind the Dodgers, didn't they? The Dodgers took the lead for like one day. I remember that being a thing. You see the thing on Twitter and stuff. Of, like I'll be made a graphic about it, and like the Giants fans got angry. Whatever. Yeah, there, there was a lot of fanfare about that, which yeah. um, I, I think they, in general was a bit weird. Yeah, and then the Giants, um, the Giants won that series, and they then against the Dodgers. Take the lead again, and they've now been in the lead since then. Well, they've won um, nine in a row. Won nine uh, in a row, winning, scoring six in the la- each of the last eight games, well, six or more, um, including a fifteen and a twelve. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it for so long it seemed like they're just going to go away at some point, didn't they? They're just going to like fizzle out, and it seems like that's not going to happen. I mean, why it's not happened at all. Well, they basically, they can't They've just got better. They've they've just got better. Yeah, like, the worst case scenario is they win exactly 100 games, and that would be, like, a horrible, horrible collapse from here. Um, Yeah. They've got, uh, just going to double check, on Tankathon, it says they've got 17. I don't know if that'll include last night's yet or not. By the way, like, they're, yeah, they're five games away. And the the rate they've been playing, well, for the whole season, but particularly recently, like they're, you'd think they're on course for 104, 105 wins. Um, that seems like less than that would be a real disappointment. And the Dodgers may well catch them if they don't get that many. It's yeah. quite possible we have a team not just with 100 wins, but with like 104 wins in a wildcard game. Um, the schedule-wise is interesting. Um, the Giants have loads of the Padres left. The Dodgers have less Padres, but they have the Brewers and the Reds. They both have plenty against the Diamondbacks. uh, Well, they both have a series each against Arizona and Colorado. They finish against the Brewers, which I think is quite significant. Yeah, which makes it it could easily come down to um, yeah the final final series. The Dodgers are away at the Padres on the Uh, road, I should say, and uh, the Giants are. You mean? Yeah, the Giants are at the Padres, sorry. And the Dodgers are playing in Milwaukee. But and, um, the Milwaukee Brewers have nothing to play for by yeah. then. Yeah, that's so a good point. It would have been better from the Giants' perspective for them to get them earlier when they're maybe trying to wrap it up. Like I guess because of the gap between the end of the season and the division series, they may still run out some of their, like, their big three pitchers. I don't know how the rotations are going to fall and everyone's fiddling with the rotations at this time of year. But they're not going to have Corbin Burns pitching eight shutout innings, are they? They're just not going to push his arm like that at that point, I don't think. So I, I think that's kind of a bad break for the Giants. But the Dodgers also play the Reds, who are fighting yeah. now like crazy. Although the Reds have... Um, haven't the Reds been on a slide? They've dropped off a little, yeah. But it looks like... Well, they are in contention, at least. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're going to need to turn it around. I mean, they have got, looks like, 
um, quite a few games against the Pirates. Pirates and Nationals are like most of their... Well, three series against the Pirates and series against the Nationals still to come. So, I mean, they've got a pretty favourable schedule there, apart from playing yeah. the Dodgers. And so um, on the schedule stuff as well, and this, again, ties into, um, well, both the wildcard race with the Reds and uh, the Cardinals, who I think we'll come on to shortly, um, but also the NL West. The Giants have, well, they're halfway through their first series of the Padres. As you said, they wrap up against them as well. They've got another one in between against the Padres, which was meant to be this, oh, my God, they're going to play the Padres. The Giants can stop the Padres from catching the Dodgers. Uh, not quite how it's worked out. Um in the second half of the year, they've got the eighth worst um, ERA from their starters, and they've got a team 90 weighted runs created plus. This is what the Padres is this? Yeah, this is the Padres is like so yeah. that that bit that look that's going to be really tough. They've got to play the Padres down the step down the stretch. The Giants just smashed you Darvish all over the bay. There's eight, wasn't it, off you Darvish? I think. Yeah, and it's actually this is the thing at this time of year. We're always in baseball. In baseball, more than I think in almost any other sport is when you're playing them. Like the Giants just played the Cubs, didn't they? And it was, oh, they've just sold everyone off. But the Cubs had actually weirdly got like kind of hot before the Giants played them. And it suddenly didn't yeah. look as easy as it was meant to be. But um, then, and then the Padres is the flip of that. Is they've, they've stunk the place out in the second half of the year. Yeah. I mean, looking at a baseball reference page, that is a lot of red lines. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. Um, and so that's that's a big factor. I mean, aside from my like wishful thinking in general, is both when they lost the lead and when they were coming up to that Dodgers series and they, they had a stretch of 10 games where they were actually below 500. The Giants, this is, recently, didn't they? And that was the first time in ages in the L10 column that it wasn't like 7-3. and three. Um, I thought yeah. that was when they were really going to slide. But they've bounced back so strong. And a two-and-a-half-game lead with such a short amount of time to go is actually quite big. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, also, when they've the got the Rockies, the Rockies and Diamondbacks in between those Padres series as well. Um, it, it really is going to come down to whether the Padres are going to bounce back. Because if the Padres bounce back... I mean, the, for the Padres to bounce back and take the wild card, they're probably going to have to take them quite a few games off the Giants which in turn might mean the Giants then play the Padres in the wildcard game. Um, well, they might, they might have to take some off the Dodgers as well. They've got so, their schedule is so tough. It's the worst. So I've got tanks on Opal at the moment. Everyone else, they've got the toughest opponents column and the easiest opponents, which is a little bit simplistic because it's just on record, I think. But the Padres are the only team with no one in the easiest opponents column. Oh, it's just tough opponents the whole way. Their average winning percentage of the rain, the teams they face is six oh three for San Diego. Um, so if they, if they bounce back, they've got the talent to bounce back. But I mean, like I just said, with their both their starting pitching and their offense in the second half of the year, this is and we're not talking like a couple of weeks after the break now. This is a lot of innings they've pitched and a lot of plate appearances, and they've just not been good enough. No, I mean, another series actually in there with the Padres. I mean, um, oh, we're jumping around a bit here between different series of uh, they're playing, but the Padres also, or the Cardinals is the other team they're playing. 
They've um, just gone full St. Louis in the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Yeah, gone that's what I was about just, to say. Is just I lingering even, around. I didn't even realise they were in the going to be in this um, wildcard race, and they are currently in the second wildcard spot. Well, I didn't Had think anyone did. They've just like hung around, don't they? They've just loitered around 500 yeah. all year. And um, so it's, it's really interesting because where... They won, yeah, they won six the last seven. Sorry, that's how they've done it. Yeah, it's really impressive. And where like the Giants, their offense has got really hot. And obviously the Blue Jays' offense has got really hot recently. Again, we'll come on to them in a little bit, I think. Um, and then you've had other teams where like they're starting pitching, like led by Scherzer, obviously, with the Dodgers has just been immense. Um, the Cardinals are not like right at the top of anything, but they're top 10 in starting pitching and in team offense since the All-Star break. But their bullpen is the third best by FIP behind the San Francisco Giants, the Kansas City Royals. Um, But, you know, just like not doing it weirdly for a team with big names. I know Wainwright's been really amazing, hasn't he? Um, But kind of just going about their business like they always do. And then they're just there, just waiting for the Reds to slip up and the Padres slip up. And the next thing you know, they've appeared. Hey, look, it's us again. Yeah, it's really quite incredible, isn't it, how they do that? Um, I mean, I guess Alex Reyes in their bullpen has been quite a big thing, wasn't it? Because he he set that record, didn't he? I think he set a record against the Giants, actually, didn't he? Yeah. Do you remember that for uh, most consecutive successful saves to start your career? I think it was like 21 or something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's just been like locking down the, fight, the last inning all year. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Who knows? Because once you once you get into the wild card as well, and it's the postseason, I mean, you know, really anything can happen. Particularly if you're doing what the Cardinals are doing. I mean, if they're going to keep this up, because currently it's a combination of them. Well, they they beat the Reds, and obviously the Padres have been sliding. So it's a combination of the other teams sort of being on bad runs. But if they keep up the form, like they can keep get a run going towards the end of the season. I and mean, we've seen it before, where you know you a team picks up at the end of the year, sneaks into the wild card, and then you can go all the way. Yeah, although I I would not be as confident in the Giants in the wild card. I find it so hard to be against the Dodgers because they'll be able to run Bueller and Scherzer. Um, but yeah, the yeah. Cardinals are the way they and they. It's weird because on paper this team looked like it should be something like this. So it's kind of not that surprising. Um, another thing that's not that surprising is Paul Goldschmidt in the second half of the year having his OPS 200 points higher than the first half of the year. That seems to be his thing recently, doesn't it? Like the last couple of years, it's like you start the year and think, oh, maybe he's done. Um, then he's, and then he's not. Up for it. Yeah, he's done he it three years in a row half. now. Yeah. Just, just absolutely takes off. Gets really, really hot in the second half of the year. Um, it's been particularly useful for them this time around. Um, yeah, I, it's one of those things you can't really like guess where this is going to land because they're all within what is it like two or three games in the wild card race? Uh, yeah, it might be close than that. Um, I would tell you, but I don't currently have the wild card standings up. It's um, is this weekend actually the Padres Cardinals series as well? Well, that's that's pretty enormous. Yeah, that's that's a one to watch out for. If you're going to watch some baseball this weekend, 
uh, that is recommended. Because I mean, as, yeah. as fun That's as the uh, the Dodgers Giants race is, particularly for for us being Giants fans, um, it, I feel like if you're a neutral, you're just going to be watching. You're just watching two teams just winning every game. <laughs> Yeah, and that's literally how it's been recently, isn't it? Is they yeah. just keep winning, um, like constantly. And both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, quite a few of them recently have not even been that dramatic. They've just both been winning like easily. Uh, the, so oh, I've got the wildcard signs up now. Um, the Cardinals are obviously second wildcard spot at the moment. The Reds are half a game back. The Padres are one game back. The Phillies are three back, and the Mets are four back. Um, the so, Phillies actually have a really nice schedule down the stretch. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, they're, they're absolutely not out of it, are they? Oh no, no, not at all. They have, um, yeah, by by opponent winning percentage, which yeah is a little bit flawed at this stage of the year, particularly. They've got the second easiest in the whole of baseball. Braves is like they've got a series of the Braves, which is obviously tough, but then they've got seven a ten across the Orioles, Pirates and Marlins and then a couple with the Cubs and then a series with the Mets, which is obviously pretty huge. Um, but they've just kind of like they always are. I was messaging you a couple of weeks ago, I was now about there's just sort of giddiness about the Phillies all the time. And like Bryce Harper's having an incredible season and um, I'm sure we'll come on to awards in a podcast or two's time. But like basically whenever you like look at their record and their team statistics and stuff they always just come out as about average they're just like an average team yeah they're 12th no they're, they're 12th worst in starter I mean, era in the second I mean, half zach wheeler also has 6.9 war this year that we like zach wheeler having that type of year and bryce harper having this kind of year but how are they not like winning division or something because well, or... aaron nola has come thundering back to earth yeah but i mean I don't know. I, they, it's like you say, they just yeah. they manage to just play 500 all the time. But it's because they always have. They've had the stars for the last few years, and then the stuff around it they just cannot get right. Like Didi Gregorius having a bit of a stinker. Alec Bomb Bomb Bohm? I don't know how say it. Bohm? I I usually say Bomb, but I have no idea. But Partly, like, I he's think been sent down. Yeah. You know, like it's just the the whole point. Like you look at, um, and I'm not saying they they should even like realistically think they can be as dominant as the Giants and Dodgers have been this year. But some of it is just like your worst players are league average, isn't it? Yeah, once again, I mean, it's like they had this few years ago, didn't they, when they had um, like Cesar Hernandez and like Aaron Altair was playing and um, oh, who was, oh, Michael Franco. Like all those guys were in the lineup and they were like, these are the future. They've ended up with a similar thing again, where just like in the middle of the lineup, they've had guys that have like OPSs in like the 600s. Yeah. In like their best yeah. lineup. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what always seems to happen to them. And then you look at their rotation, and it's like, well, yeah, they've got Wheeler, who, yeah, could easily win the Cy Young. And really not very much else, actually, after that, because Nola's dropped off. Gibson, as I think uh, we spoke about at the deadline, has just been like, meh and it's suddenly like well they they've got um their offense is 99 in weighted runs weighted runs credit plus in the second half that's just behind the orioles it's also just behind the dodgers but the dodgers don't give up any runs um 
you can't have a rotation that flimsy and a bullpen which continues to have these issues. Um, they just get you've got to have a great offense if you're not going to build like a really comprehensive pitching staff, and they don't do either. They have like <laughs> Cy Young and MVP candidates, and then they don't have anyone behind that, seems to be. Um, but then their schedule's yeah. so nice, maybe they do creep into the wild card. Yeah, but, Who knows? yeah. You feel like that one of those teams needs to get on a run, don't they? they? Like one of those teams needs to go on a run and get like take the wild card spot because they also you feel like they need to be on the top of their game in that one game matchup. Although one game, you know, can go either way, but like either one of the Giants and the Dodgers, they're going to be obviously they're going to be throwing their best pitches at you. So I don't know. I feel like whoever gets in there, they'd have to be that you need momentum behind you going into that game. A bit. It's a bit easy to say because they've just got into the second spot. I do think it's probably the Cardinals. If I had to pick, I would go with the Cardinals. They've got a lot of games with the Cubs yet. That series, going into the Padres series, I mean, we'll see what happens yeah. in these next two games between the Giants and Padres, but it's possible the Padres will have just been swept and then they're going into the Cardinals who are playing well. Um, also, Wainwright in that wildcard game. Be yeah. Fun. Yeah, it'd be really, it'd be a cool story as well. Um, so I, they're in the box seat more than the fact they've got a half game lead, I think. Yeah, they also, yeah, like you said, like you said earlier, I think their roster um, looked like they should be around there. Yeah, and and Although, they just happened I mean, to have got there just in time. <laughs> I mean, well, the Padres obviously look like they should be like way better than they are being. But I mean, I don't know. Like, like I think you sort of, if the Padres get into it, they're going to basically just scrape their way in, aren't they? They're not. They're not going well at all, and it seems difficult for them to turn around that much. For them to well, get so in much there. of it is the pitching, though, isn't it? Is it, to go on a run. You need to like you need to really lock down with the pitching most of the time. Um, even like where the Giants and Jays recently have been scoring loads of runs, you also need the pitching to be good enough that you don't go like six nil down in the second inning, like happens sometimes. Yeah. And basically, the Padres have got Darvish and Snell who are not having good years, and it's like, well, Joe Musgrove has been had this big breakout and he's been awesome, but other than that, they've just not got enough from this supposedly like superpower rotation they've built and actually the Dodgers and Giants who for a couple of weeks have had three no well a combined six starters in their rotations yeah I mean well yeah the Giants in this run they've been on they had a couple of ball games and um, bullpen games now, haven't they well the, was, the Dodgers have been doing it for ages the, haven't they yeah the Dodgers have been doing it for ages they've just been they've not had their starters um and they've managed to make it work so I think you, yeah, you need to have a lot of confidence in the pitching to think that a team can properly turn it around like that. And I guess the Padres' rotation has the talent to just get, like, they all get going. But so many of them have had down years that it's kind of hard to believe they'd all find their best yeah, and, and they starts need to, now. Why would I they mean, find it now? Because there's such little time left. It's like, it's, it needs to be right now. Like we say, tonight. that Cardinals series. Yeah. They need to start finding it tonight. I mean, well... Basically, so the rest of this Giants series and then the Cardinals series, that is the next 
start for each of their starters, isn't it? For each of, everyone in their rotation. Yeah. And it's basically yeah they they need they need that period to go quite well, probably. I mean the Cardinals series particularly. Like Darvish's next start, he's just given up eight to Giants. He needs to be good in his next start. And um, yeah, I mean, coming off eight runs, it's like I don't know how much confidence you have in him being able to carry the team to that. Particularly when the offense has been so poor as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm completely with you on that. Um, I, yeah, you, you have. It's hard to have any confidence in the Padres, particularly. Uh, like I said, with the Phillies, similar, um, because it's like, well, there's the Wheeler start. You kind of think, well, that's yeah. That, how many starts have you got left this season? What three or four? Yeah, that's not enough. They're going to need to win a lot of other games on top of that, and you don't look at their rotation or their bullpen and think like they they're going to be able to just somehow like put five wins together because that will turn it on its head if one of these teams we're not looking at like um the giants dodgers stuff where someone loses two games in a row and it's a crisis these are mainly like 500 ish teams Um, yeah if someone wins five in a row that's a huge huge thing Uh, and yeah i don't know how confident i am in any of them to do that no i'm not sure i am um i like how you got a little bit of uh philly's bashing in there anyway for uh yeah, that's a tradition on this podcast. Well, is, that, it's sad though because they also they also might actually have the MVP and the Cy Young winner, and it's just it's sort of just disappointing that you can have yeah. such high end talent and not be able to do the stuff around it. It's almost that's, like that's like the um, the old fashioned way of running a baseball team, isn't it? There's been quite a few teams over the past few years that have had that, but not been good teams. Well, the Rockies obviously when they had Blackman Story. Arenado, all at their kind of best. Um, yeah. Fringe MVP candidates, actually, all three of them at points. Yeah. Um, or I mean, obviously, you had the, well the Marlins team before they broke it up. Had like, well, Christian Yelich obviously before he became an MVP, but he was still good. Marcel Azuna, who, you know, for a couple of years there was like one of the best hitter in the league, pretty much. Then Jakarta Stanton, and it's like, yeah, they're still just don't make the playoffs, don't close. Because well, that yeah. seems to be the really hard bit, though, doesn't it? Is the these genius front offices, and obviously the Rays, because of their small uh, payroll, are considered like the leaders in this. But it's what the Dodgers and now the Giants are doing to great effect is this finding not even league average hitters, a lot, of, a lot better than that. Like Max Muncie and Darren Ruff and Lamont Wade, and basically all of the Rays roster. These guys are like elite players, basically. But it's not just that. It's the other ones they dot around there. They say, well, they get their ones that are the real success stories that we hear about. And then they just manage to populate the whole roster. And it's not just hitters. Yeah. They find starters. They just pick up start. How many pitches have just turned up for the I, Dodgers or the Rays? And suddenly no one can hit the ball anymore. I think the... Um... Oh, well, you obviously have the coaching aspect. But I think also, well, particularly for hitters, I think the who's hitting around you is like such huge difference as well. I think if you're like in a lineup of guys, well, like I'm, I've got the Giants like lineup at the moment and like they've got, there's a lot of guys in like the lineup or even though they, they change it quite a lot. They've got a lot of guys anyway that play regularly. They've got over 900 OPS, few in the 800s. 
is like if you're playing in a lineup where almost everyone's got 900 a 100 ops i mean it's quite difficult for you to do that badly if you're a professional baseball player i it's think like, there's also a bit of that then to use the the much over talked about culture but i think there is a bit of it kind of locks everyone in whenever when when the guy ahead of you and behind you is having a good at bat it yeah. just seems to be kind of infectious that you have the you don't have so much swing at ridiculous stuff it's partly that the people who build those lineups don't accept the guys that are just swinging at a pitch that's in the other batter's box um but i also th- like yeah like the improvements we've seen with the giants this year people that were having horrendous at-bats constantly a couple of years ago are not yeah and some of that is coaching and i think some of it is genuinely just like a more a team-wide thing of getting locked in each individual at-bat there's like less pressure on it basically i think because if everyone if no one's having a bad one then it's like you don't you don't have your at-bat doesn't have to be amazing you don't have to hit home run although they do try and hit home runs as well because they lead the league in home runs but you know it's like you don't you you can you can just stand there. You can take your time. You can relax. You know, it's, there's there's almost like there's less pressure on each hitter individually when you actually have a team of guys that are all doing it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's that's the interesting thing about roster construction is it's it's easy to get kind of lost in the the superstar stuff, and obviously that's amazing. Like, uh, yeah, when we come on to award season in a month or two's time, it's, <laughs> some of the stuff that's happening this year, particularly with the young players, is just wild. Um, and that is, that, like, you need that in the sport to make it interesting, yeah. but also to make a successful team. You don't have, like, 13 hitters who are Juan Soto, and there's literally only one Shohei Otani. Like chasing those players in the off season, and we talk about it for months on end, is fascinating. But that's like it's not even half of the job done when you get Bryce Harper and Zach Wheeler. Like that, that's a tiny, tiny part of it. Because yeah, like like we keep saying, there's now the the arguments going on about Atani's not on a winning team and winning MVP and stuff. Um, is yeah, one player can't do that much in baseball. They just can't. No. You, the whole idea is you can't have the like huge weak spots. And that seems to be what really sets apart like the great front offices from the not great ones. Yeah, they're sort of happy to have a you know to sort of have have holes, be a top heavy team. Um but yeah. Anyway, I mean should we uh should we talk about the American League a little bit? Um yeah, it's not quite because we end. don't have the division race at the same time. It's not quite no, as it's not quite uh, as quite as complex. Um, it's, yeah, it's a lot more of a simple situation where, well, really, all the division leaders are well decided, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and in the East, we have. The Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays. None of them really have, have a chance of winning the division, but the wildcard game is going to be between two of those teams. Almost certainly, unless the Mariners or Athletics do something really crazy at the end of the year. But that seems pretty unlikely at this point. Yeah. 
Um, although the, these teams play each other a little bit, don't they? We're not not a huge amount compared to um, the not other as West much. Teams. As it would have been more fun if they played each other more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they're, they're still like they're, they're each of these. They're going to be going down to the wire, aren't they? Really, that race. Yes, um, and they're all level um, at the moment. But obviously, that's going to yeah. change very quickly. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. been really up and down, hasn't it, for the Yankees? Like yeah, they're, really they're just coming off a really bad run, actually. Yeah. Um, early September, like right at the start of September. They, yeah, they got swept by the Blue Jays, actually. And they've just lost a series to the Mets just after being swept by the Blue Jays. And just before that, they lost a series to the Orioles. So, yeah. Um, well, Joey Gallo's been really struggling for them as well, hasn't he? Yeah, is... it's... It's a strange one, that, wasn't it? It's a strange move, I thought. I mean, obviously, he's a very good player, very good hitter, everything. Um, but they, you know, they've already got quite a few guys that hit loads of home runs and strike out a lot. Yeah, it's kind of their thing. They have more, but I don't know. I don't know if that's really what they needed, particularly. Um yeah, I mean, also at the same time, if they if they all got hot at the same time, it's like, yeah, you're just hitting home runs constantly. But yeah, I think if they all got going, um, that you that's literally the sort of offense. As for all I was banging on about, you need to have the pitching under control. You might not need to if this lineup hit anywhere near their potential together. But that's the big thing: is they're now moving Glover Torres around. He's had a very underwhelming year at the plate and even more underwhelming when he's got a glove on and Oshella has been below league average and LeMahieu has been ordinary and then Gallo has been bad and the offense is still actually like pretty good in its production in the second half of the year um, but just all a bit dysfunctional isn't it just all feels a little yeah. bit dysfunctional um, and yeah I don't know if I love their chances here no, uh, interestingly though, is they've so they've just come off this bad run. They've managed to well, they've, they've won two in a row now since then. Um, but they've got in terms of their schedule, they've got like three easy series. Um, so they've got the Orioles, which they played the first game of, the Indians. Um, well, actually, they still called the Indians. Why are they changing their name? Uh, I think it's it's either it's next. It might even be 2023. It's not oh, yet. Wow. Okay. They're still the Indians. So I can still call them the Indians. Um, and the Rangers, who obviously sort of blew it up a bit at the deadline. Um, so they've got, so really they need to win a lot of those because then they play the Red Sox, which is obviously huge for the division, the Blue Jays, uh, and then the Rays to finish. Um, they could benefit from what the Dodgers might have with the Brewers then, couldn't they, to a degree, if the Rays just like take the yeah. foot off the pedal a bit. Because um, they might have the top seed in the American League sewn up by then. Well, it looks like they probably will. Yeah, they, they probably will do. Although, and I wonder that sort of thing, though, of how much teams sort of do that in baseball. Well, it's like, you know, they when they've got one last series and they 
I don't know, I feel like a lot of time the players have won it. They're going to still obviously try and win. They want to. They want to keep the momentum going. I guess the, the only difference is... is managerial decisions. I think is like the you know the manager's not going to stretch guys like if he could help them. He's going to like you know make sure everyone's probably rested. Maybe That's like if they say, get a few yeah. runs down, just like you know bring a like a mop up reliever in. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it's that you. Yeah, I don't think you get to like sitting all of your hitters or anything silly like that. Particularly now we don't have the forty man at this time of year, and kind of want to crap myself in it a little bit because the Rays are obviously different to whereas the Brewers you could see like Burns or Woodruff you were going to line up against them. Maybe they only pitched three innings rather than seven. They just like yeah, like managerial stuff where they say look like for the sake of the organization we're going to protect you. And but because of the way the Rays deal with their pitchers anyway. Uh, th- there's none of that like you're gonna get an easy ride when you face the ace or anything like that um so maybe that's not as relevant but that yeah like you say is if you're behind in a game that doesn't matter do you try and keep it tight with your better relievers maybe not yeah if you're three days away from the division series so that's this, maybe a slight advantage there um but yeah i, I think you're right in general with that uh is still obviously those series where they play each other after the Yankees have had this easy run is huge. Um, but what I would say is while the Yankees got an easy run, um, the Red Sox have nine games combined against the Orioles and the Nationals, and then another couple against the Mets. Yeah, so that I mean, yeah, them playing the Yankees is really their only hard series, isn't it? And the Jays have the Yankees, obviously, four against the Rays, and then ten across the Twins and the Orioles. Yeah, so really the the Red Sox and Blue Jays, apart from playing uh, the other teams in the division, um, just have like a, a couple of series against those. They have just easy, easy matchups, really, mostly. Yeah, and perhaps as we might have expected from the Red Sox is over like the last couple of months, their pitching has been like completely average. Their offense has come back a bit. Maybe it was our last podcast, or perhaps the one before, we said they'd cooled off for a period, and that's when they lost their division lead. But like, yeah. and they've well, Chris Sale's obviously back now, which is huge, and he looks like Chris Sale, doesn't he? Which is you know nice for them. Um. I'd I'd lean towards the Yankees not getting this now. Yeah, what's so the Red Sox and Blue Jays? Yeah, it's an interesting. The Blue Jays are also like white hot at the moment as well. Yeah, it's a very different situation as well compared to the National League, isn't it? Because it's not picking one, is it? It's basically just one's going to miss out. Really? Yeah, it's like it's. It's who fails rather than who like pulls it off. Um, it sort of puts more pressure on it for all of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, with the Yankees coming off that run, as you say, it's yeah. They look. It looks difficult. Well, it's basically how they, because of the timing of this this easy run, um, as well. Which is not long after this, they've just basically failed, had that losing streak. It really is like the next few games, 
I think it's going to tell you a lot more about the Yankees. Like, are they going to, um, you know, if they can win most of those, or if they go back to losing against like bad teams, as they were not long ago. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I mean, by the time people are listening to this, those games will have probably happened. So I think probably whoever's listening is going to have a better idea than I am. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, when they're all even and they play each other and their games, because that's the other thing, is they don't play like the Athletics or Mariners for those two to really claw their way back into it. Um, and they don't even play like the White Sox or anything. And it, it's not like one of them skewed and one of them has loads against the Rays left. Their schedules are, at, are like pretty even, aren't they? Yeah. Um, the only thing is that the the Red Sox and Jays don't play each other, whereas the Yankees play all three of the teams ahead of them in the division. Yeah, that's yeah. Which like, but then who knows with that stuff? It, it's, who knows it's that's kind a of a lottery. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a lottery. It gives them like, yeah, the double opportunity <laughs> to to get the win and hold one of the others back. Um, just a shame. It'd be really cool at this time of year, wouldn't it? If you could have a have with a schedule with, with like two months to go, if they could mix up the schedule, that'd be really fun. I mean, it wouldn't work and it would be very unfair. But it, it would be interesting if you had some of these because it's fallen nicely in the National League, hasn't it? It's fallen really, really nicely with people playing each other. Like this San Diego St. Louis series is so cool. But there's none of that in the American League that like other than like the one series each in the division. And then the teams that the others they're playing are just bad. Yeah, which even more makes it like who who can uh, not slip up, who can avoid slip ups really by you know losing a series against one of those teams that they're meant to be better than really. Yeah, yeah, which which just makes it like this kind of high pressure, do not lose sort of thing, which is kind of tense, I suppose. But um, it's always better when both teams are are going to be celebrating if they win. Whereas, like, yeah. the the teams they're against here have have absolutely nothing to play for down the yeah. stretch. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's, I feel there's not much more to say on the American League because there's not a lot going on, and I think we need to uh, to wrap up here because for the time limit. Um. Yes. So I guess we will uh, we'll go again. Uh, the start of October. Well, not quite the start of October. Yeah. Um, like yeah, a playoff well, preview, because the season finishes yeah. on the third, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, we'll do a playoff preview, and then probably do some during the playoffs. That's when stuff yeah. gets interesting. Yeah, and then we'll dive into matchups stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So every, see you then, everyone. Um. I hope you enjoyed this. If you're still listening, uh, you might want to subscribe. Yeah, good idea, I reckon. But if you've bothered to listen for this long, you, you may as well. Um, so <laughs> go and do that somewhere. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.